This is the 90s and 2000s. Please stay on the line if you wish to hear the flip phone podcast and learn everything about this epic era. Hello, thanks for dialing in. You're listening to the Flip Phone Podcast, a podcast about all things 90s and 2000s. I'm Fernaz. And I'm Gabby. Last week, Gabby and I chatted about major cell phone trends in the 2000s and how they shaped the phones we own today. There might have been a big innovation gap in the technology behind cell phones, but toys, on the other hand, have stuck with the simple rule of being fun. Before kids became fixated on tablets and smartphones, us 80s, 90s, and I would say even early 2000s kids used to be busy playing outside and showing off cool toys we all got as gifts on our birthdays or on Christmas. Yep, the park was definitely the hangout spot playing with toys like the Skip It and stuff. What was the the first toy or any memorable toy you remember receiving as a gift? Well, as a little girl, I was obsessed with Barbies. Those were the toys that I was like, take away all my toys. I don't even care, but not my Barbies. <laughs> I <laughs> I think on my seventh birthday, um, when all my family members asked me, like, what do you want for your birthday? I told them all to get me a Barbie. And I think I ended up with like eight new Barbies. Damn. And it's safe to say that, <laughs> yeah, that little gap. So I was very happy <laughs> that day. <laughs> my most memorable gift I remember receiving was a cotton candy machine oh my gosh i had one of those too that toy was so much fun oh my god i thought it was lame to like want a cotton candy machine honestly i don't (laughs) even know why i wanted one but like i remember on my birthday me and my dad go on this mission to different toys r us to like find this cotton candy machine like i wanted it so badly um it was a lot of fun though going to bulkboard and buying like the colored sugar crystals to make it i i think it lasted for a a long time but i just I, i eventually just got bored of it and i threw it away yeah, I don't know why I wanted one either. I think it was just fun watching the sugar become, like, the cotton candy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I look hard enough, mine might be in my basement or it might have been tossed out because I also kind of got bored with it. I'm totally coming over to your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we'll search for it together and have cotton candy. <laughs> honestly though i think some of the toys we're talking about today from the 2000s i would still like it would be so much fun to play with them today i i think so i wish i still had half the toys that i used to play with because they were so fun and like i looked through all the lists of these top selling or like popular christmas gifts and just any toys that receive a lot of awards Mm -hmm. and each year in the 2000s and honestly i feel so privileged to like own most of these toys (laughs) so starting off with the year 2000 only a few months after its release Millions of Razor scooters were sold, leading to its title as Toy of the Year in the category of Summer Spring Outdoor. I definitely had a Razor scooter. It was the silver one with the black candles. Nice. <laughs> I still have my Razor scooter, believe it or not. It's like a basic, the basic red one with the red writing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, I think it's one of the late, later models, not the early ones. Um, but I haven't been on it in a long time. It's just like stuck in my garage somewhere. It's such a great toy, though. Like, it was affordable, I think around 100 bucks, which is not bad because, like, bikes nowadays goes for, like, hundreds of bucks. So this is a good toy to give kids, keep them outside, and, you know, be active. For sure. I spent so many hours outside on my scooter 
Did you ever walk your ankle or shins with the scooter, though? Oh, my God, definitely. <laughs> it was, It's, like, such a weird feeling, isn't it? Like, when it hits your ankle, it's, like, not mm-hmm. bad enough that you want to cry like a baby, but also, like, not that dull that you can just, like, walk it off. Yeah, you kind of go, like, silent for a second because it, like, hurts so bad. And then you're like, oh, snap, like, that hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can add to this number of injuries. <laughs> I was literally, and I still am, the most accident-prone child. <laughs> so at the park, um, I used to go to as a kid. There was a paved hill that was really fun to go on with your bike or your scooter. And I used to do it all the time. I used to just fly down that hill. Mm-hmm. And I should say, though, it wasn't that steep, but it was steep enough for you to go pretty fast. And uh, one day on my scooter, I was just flying down the hill, but I think I made have hit like a rock and I literally just flew right over oh, my no. scooter and landed <laughs> on the ground. I scraped my knees, my elbows, and like, I'm pretty sure every single time I fell off that scooter, it tipped forward head first. Oh no. Did you have a helmet? I th- yeah, definitely. My okay. mom was like, you have to wear a helmet. You're way too accident prone to, to, <laughs> to not. Like, I'm like not surprised that these toys cause injuries, but there's still fun no matter what no matter how many times i got hurt i still went back on it i don't think falling or getting whacked at the knees stopped any kid <laughs> after its release like razor ended up selling like one million units in like the mm-hmm. first six months and on their website it says that they've since sold 34 million scooters and that includes their electric line of scooters which i imagine is even more dangerous and risky because you're not exactly in control yeah, i mean it sounds like fun though like i would totally ride one it, it is a lot of fun like i think i tried it in store because they used to have demos in the store Mm-hmm. it's like so much fun it's way more fun than like you like paddling it yourself but whatever mm-hmm. honestly getting her is just a natural part of play and like i feel like you get over it quicker as a kid like you just yeah. get your scrapes and bruises or whatever and then you heal fast and then you forget about it because you just want to have fun right mm-hmm. and i just know this from experience because i broke my bones so many times <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i mean the amount of times i got her i never broke anything but like i'm surprised that my parents just didn't wrap me up in bubble wrap before sending me out to play but like honestly though Despite, like, Razor getting all its attention around Christmas, the official toy of the year was apparently awarded to Leap Pad by LeapFrog. I've never had a LeapFrog. Instead, I had the VTech laptop computer Ooh. toy, which also, <laughs> yeah, it taught you how to, like, read and, like, spell. There were some educational games and stuff. And, like, the mascot was that little alien guy instead of a frog. And I think I think I was just too old for, for LeapFrog. I never had a LeapFrog or any kind of Leap pad product but i did have the fly pen which is basically a hundred dollar smart pen created by leapfrog people i begged my parents to buy me that for my birthday (laughs) and i still have it today because you just simply cannot throw out a hundred dollar pen yeah that's crazy but like so what did what could it do uh so it's like a pen computer so so it's called the fly pen top computer and basically you could write stuff with a special pen on special paper and it came with a bunch of like activity sheets and like the pen had a little scanner on it so anytime you'd write stuff it was like blue ink like regular ink and then it would scan it and then something would get activated and start talking i remember using it for like studying geography because the it came with a map or something and anytime you tap the pen it would like say out the capitals or the country that you're like pointing at and like honestly it's the closest thing to a leapfrog or like leap pad but like closer but for like older age group i guess i got in like late elementary school Mm -hmm. and it ended up winning the general toy of the year award 2006 and the most innovative toy and i can imagine why it's pretty high tech i wish they had made a leap pad of this fly pen thing for university textbooks (laughs) (laughs) it would be such great motivation to keep you studying and not falling asleep imagine it's like this, dra- this like dragging your pen across a textbook, having <laughs> it read it to you. 
I feel like I'd grasp so much more. Oh, 100%. I probably would have read all of the books instead of only some of the books <laughs> in university if I had this thing. But I think I feel like I remember the, seeing the commercials for this pen now that you had described it. All right. So Leap Pad by Leapfrog was a top toy of the year 2000. What about 2001? Well, the year 2001 came the Bratz doll, which stirred up some drama with classic Barbie. I had a Bratz doll and I was unimpressed with it, I think, because I was so into mm-hmm. Barbies that Bratz felt like the more controversial version of a doll in that time. Yeah, Bratz was deemed a little too provocative for kids. Like, a lot of parental advocacy groups are like, this is really bad or just like, I don't know what it was trying to promote, but just things that are not appropriate mm-hmm. for kids. And the company MJ that owned Bratz still somehow managed though to like rake 165 million dollars worth of sales in the first five years of its release and honestly i think it like it didn't have to do with the provocative part but it has to do more with the dolls being Mm multi-ethnic so the main squad consists of chloe jasmine jade and sasha yeah and then there was that controversy with the companies that own barbie and bratz right oh yeah the companies that own the doll brand so mattel for barbie and then mga entertainment for Bratz. They went back and forth suing each other. The Bratz people essentially started this battle because they called out Mattel's line of Mycene dolls. I don't know if you remember that or anyone else remembers that. Oh yeah, those dolls that look like Barbie had some like plastic surgery gone wrong on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess you could say that. (laughs) The company said that basically Mattel's Mycene dolls apparently look similar to Bratz dolls because of the quote doe eyes. Their their words, not mine. I don't even know what they mean by that. And then (laughs) on top of that, Mattel sued back saying that Brat- the Bratz creator was working at Mattel the time Bratz was being developed and honestly just got really messy from there. So what ended up happening? Well, basically it became a mess in terms of who owns Bratz dolls now because both companies just kept going back and forth suing each other for like the longest time. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, despite the drama with Bratz, the following year of another release, um, another generation of Bratz was released, which once again resulted in another Toy of the Year title it was their style and spa collection. I don't remember this at all, but yeah, it won. Yeah, I have no recollection of that toy at all. But you know, the same year, you probably remember this toy. The same year, Beyblades were all the hype. Oh, yeah. I used to watch uh, the show and I played with my family friends Bey- Beyblades because uh, I never owned any. They didn't win any awards, but they were like nominated for the boy toy of the year and it was like a hot item on Christmas wishlets. It became so popular, it eventually led to an animated TV show. Uh, because I have an older brother, I used to play Beyblades with him. I like the ones that I could like nice. light up. And now that I think of it, it's kind of like a really weird toy. The plastic thing that you like, you just say like let it rip or whatever the heck the line was, mm-hmm. was genius. Like this toy idea just amazed me. How do you come up with this? I feel like they just targeted like the destruction traits in boys and were like, voila. <laughs> but hear me out though. If you think big headed Bratz doll is a weird toy, what about the Easy Bake Oven? Oh my god, I wanted an Easy Bake Oven so bad. Easy Bake Oven is just so weird. Like, I mean, a light bulb to like a light bulb to cook food. That sounds like some prehistoric thing like i don't know like we have technology now why are we using light bulbs i probably got sick so many times from reading the cakes that came out of it do they even still sell those anymore like do they sell easy bakes anymore yeah i mean i always thought it was so cool to be able to bake cakes with a light bulb i never questioned whether it was safety the bacon's or not but you can you know he never like it didn't dawn on me i'm like a light bulb obviously let's try it yeah <laughs> um but you can still buy them they're a little bit different though so easy bake ovens now are electric so you don't need a light bulb anymore and they cost oh, wow. yeah <laughs> i feel like it's not as fun if it's not a light bulb but whatever <laughs> yeah because you have to be a little more patient with the light bulb right? <laughs> exactly you have to like stare at it for a few hours before it's done mm-hmm. 
And uh, they cost around $60. And did you know that the oven was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 2006? Wow, they're that iconic, I guess. <laughs> yes, bring Easy Bake Ovens back. <laughs> um, another great toy that I personally didn't own, but I played with a lot, was Bop It. Bop It! Pass It! Pull It! Twist It! Spin It! So the game with the pressable buttons, the pull handles, the twisting cranks, spinnable wheels, flickable switches, all, all that good stuff, where you had to follow the instructions from the toy speaker, and if you did it too slow, you would lose. You watch Gomo Girls, right? Oh my god, I was just going to mention that. <laughs> you remember? Um, wait, why are they playing Bop It? They're trying to make like an awkward situation less awkward or something? Yeah, it's like their break the awkwardness game. And then like Luke and Dean mm-hmm. were playing it so aggressively in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> A great use of Bop It. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no matter who played the game, it always got so intense and competitive. Like you would mm-hmm. smack the button so hard out of anticipation and fear of losing. And, like, although it was first introduced in 1996, it has gone through many upgrades since then. For example, the Bop It Extreme 2. So its, sh- its shape has changed. It looks more kind of like a steering wheel type. Um, and it has two more knobs and switches from the original Bop It. And um, you can get a score of 250 points to win instead of the original 100. And Bop It Extreme 2 was awarded Electronic Game of the Year in 2005 in the UK. Nice. And speaking of technological advancements, Nintendo was advancing their game with the Nintendo DS released in 2004. The DS is a two-screen handheld game console with a touchscreen and is the best-selling handheld system to date. I loved my blue DS. It was so cool having two screens. It was like such an advancement. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, it was just fun having one of them to be a touchscreen. It is really cool. I still have my DS, and, like, when I'm really bored, I play Club Penguin on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, and, like, you know how there was, like, that drawing section on the DS on the touchscreen? Like, when you were ever bored, did you just color the whole screen, like, black or any other color just to, like, erase it with the pen, like, slowly? Oh, I, I, feel like I've, I feel like I've seen, like, a meme about that, but I never yeah. did it myself. Like, I would just draw, I just, like, draw, like, random things, like a tree or something like that. But I wouldn't actually draw, uh, color the whole screen. I feel like it was just so therapeutic just to color the entire screen <laughs> just to, like, erase it. <laughs> okay, but hold on, though. We gotta talk about something here. The toys released in 2005. Okay. I think it was a peak year for toys, in my opinion. First off, I have to talk about this iconic toy I got. I don't know if you'll remember this or know of it. Do you know what Pixel Chicks is? No. <laughs> I think I was too old for Pixel Chicks. I played with the Polly Pockets, which were kind of the same thing, just not electronic, like tiny little dolls. Oh darn it! It was like it's like a really cool toy. It's kind of like Tamagotchi. This, but like the screen was encased like this, like into this house, and there was like this girl that you could just like make her do stuff with all the buttons on the screen. I don't know. It was this really cool toy to have? Wow, it's like looking to the futuristic Polly Pockets. <laughs> yeah, it was probably my most favorite toy of the two thousands. I mean, I played with it for a week to be honest, and I got bored, like bored of it, like most of my toys. But that isn't to say it was like an awful toy. It was genuinely fun. It had a Tamagotchi feel without the neediness of a Tamagotchi pet, and really random. But I found out the voice behind the Pixel Chicks girl. Is the same person who does the voice for Timmy Turner on Fairly Odd Parents. Oh my gosh, really? I feel like if you're 90s kids, then <laughs> you for sure grew up listening to Tara Strong's mm-hmm. voice characters. Like, she was everyone. <laughs> Definitely. I think she was also one of the characters on Rugrats. I don't remember. Was she Tommy? I don't think she was Tommy. She No, she was Dill Pickles. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was Dill Pickles' voice. 
And once again, technology hit its peak in 2005 with the release of another gaming system, the Xbox 360, which is a successor of the original Xbox system. A very popular toy for Christmas with 5.5 million gaming systems sold after only six months on the market in 36 countries. That's crazy. I've never had an Xbox. Like, I didn't like video games enough to want one. It was really cool. Like, you could connect to the internet and download games and updates and play with others online through Xbox Live. And yeah, there's also Netflix when it wasn't very well known, but it was on there. Yeah, I think that's what made buying one worth it because you could do so much with it and not just play video games. For sure. And the following year came the release of Nintendo Wii. What a great competition here. (laughs) Yeah, with the remote motion detection and sensitive controller, which basically squashed the idea that playing video games meant that you had to sit on your butt all day. It was also a hot Christmas toy when it came out, selling more consoles and Xbox 360 and PS3 combined, which also came out the same year. I actually had a Wii, and like it was pretty fun. I remember when I used to play it, I got really good at Wii bowling, but like it's so different than bowling in real life. <laughs> is it is it weird aiming with it? Like I haven't played with the Wii, like the sports one. Like is it accurate? Um, I feel like yes and no, because like sometimes when you like point it forward it the, especially playing we bowl the ball goes like in a different direction so like half the time i would just like swing oh. and not even like really pay attention but i mean it, it is kind of accurate though because if you do like throw your arm in like a weird angle it will go in that general direction yeah okay so it's not bad and then you know like just as we thought we were getting bored of dolls and stuff toys and into video games Webkins came out, came out of nowhere and got all the hype in 2007. Wow, this episode is making me feel so old because this is yet again another toy that I was too <laughs> old for and never played with. Really? I feel like Webkins is like out for a, a while. I guess you would have been too old. Like what grade would you, would you have been in? 2007, I was in grade 7, so I definitely wasn't playing with Webkins at that age. Ah, you're too, you're too cool for that. Yeah. You're a middle schooler. <laughs> too cool for school. <laughs> or too cool for Webkins. <laughs> I always wanted a Webkins animal. Like they were so cute. My parents never got one though because i had so many stuffed animals already but whatever oh they stopped you from playing with the virtual animals online (laughs) yeah it was sad but you know i had coupling ones so whatever (laughs) (laughs) and also my friends had like webkins too so i just play on their accounts but you know the same year webkins came out as a hot item moonsand came and it won the activity of the year award by the toy association honestly the hype around magic (laughs) sand was just so bad on tv like the commercials are so annoying, but like at the same time, you really wanted it because it is still so cool with the kids playing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but like, what was the sand made out of? So I looked it up. Basically, like the sand is made of like it's sand, like regular sand, but like it's coated with hydrophobic compounds, meaning like it's random chemicals that repels water, and that would that's what makes the sand like kind of attracted to each other, like magnets, and then they want to reduce exposure to water. That's why they never pour water on it, right? It's just, like, sticky stand, like, it automatically mm-hmm. connects. But, like, apparently the sand technology was originally made for cleaning up oil spills near, like, beach shores. It's not used anymore because it's really expensive, but, yeah, it was originally created for oil spill cleaning. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. I mean, it's fun for kids because it's, like, magic to them, but then once the hype's gone, it's just, like, I mean, it's sand at the end of the day. It's regular sand. Like, the whole point of, this, like, going to the beach is, like, looking forward to the sand. If you bring it home, mm-hmm. it's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think now we're at the... 2008 list of toys yes uh i can just sense things are going downhill with toys from here (laughs) yeah i feel like toys start to lose the aspect of imagination at this point honestly so the award for the toy of the year in 2008 was given to air hogs havoc laser battle which is basically one of those plane helicopter toys you use a remote to control i mean it doesn't sound something like i would be into 
like as a kid but probably would like to try it now because drones and stuff were getting popular but I don't think I would have liked this as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it does seem fun and less restrictive than drones. But I think, like, most girls are probably into Littlest Pet Shop, which won the girl toy in the same year. But, like, why do boys get the cool toys? Like, I'd rather fly a helicopter than play with a little <laughs> toy animal that doesn't do anything. Honestly, I never took interest in Littlest Pet Shop. Like, I found it really boring. The commercials didn't do anything for me or convince me that they were fun. But then again, like, we wanted cotton candy machines as a toy. I don't even, like, what, what do we know? You know, you know what like same <laughs> same but you know like i'm not hating on toys released in the late 2000s because it was the same year the ripstick caster board came out and it won the outdoor toy of the year could you imagine me on that thing like i flew off a scooter i don't even want to know <laughs> what would happen if i got on one of those things <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna bring one like we're like randomly gonna meet up and i'll just like bring in to see what oh my you do. god bring me a helmet too please <laughs> because i mean though like i'm not let's be real i'm not afraid of like bruises so i would totally totally Mm -hmm. ready like bring it on but for our listeners who don't know what these are what are they for us it's basically a two-wheeled skateboard i wasn't kind of into skateboarding like i used to watch videos of tricks like i never did skateboarding but like when my brother got this two-wheeled skateboard thing Mm -hmm. and showed me how to ride it i was like automatically hooked it sounds super dangerous it just takes getting used to balancing yourself on two wheels. The only annoying part about it, though, is like it doesn't work well on bumpy or cracked oh pavement. <laughs> it needs to be smooth to be efficient and safe. Otherwise, a rock will get caught and you'll fly in the air, which like almost happened to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> but I still have my good old ripstick today. I haven't been on it in a long time. We'll probably take it out for a spin now because I miss riding it. Oh, and my Razor scooter, too. Time for earning bruises and cuts now. <laughs> yes bring it on (laughs) you should definitely record yourself and put it on our social media yeah i should just like yeah we just do it together i'll just post you riding it and see what let's see what happens (laughs) this is like what everyone like to watch me wipe out because you know it's fun for everyone except for me but you know i'll I'll take one for the team (laughs) should be exciting but as i was saying toys started to go downhill as we approached the end of the decade and let me tell you what makes me say this. It's all because of this toy called Zuzu Pets that became pop- a popular Christmas gift. Do you know what they are? Because I didn't know until now. I feel like I've heard of the name, but I don't know what they are. They're so like they're basically these small robotic plush hamsters. There's so much of a hype that their retail price jumped from like just $9 to $60. What? And yeah, I know. It's crazy. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And it's like... I don't, I don't understand and they made like 70 million dollars worth of sales in their first year and there's video games and there's a disney cartoon and there's a dvd movie all i can say to that is wow but okay after looking this up though it kind of reminds me of hamtaro did you ever watch the japanese cartoon with the little hamsters i totally forgot about that show <laughs> is that or- it's like that orange little hamster right yeah it's like a robot version of hamtaro <laughs> but honestly i don't know what the hype with the, like this zuzu pet thing is like i get hamtaro because that was a cool yeah. show and it was cute right but like i guess we would have been too old to like understand what the hype is yes us grandmas <laughs> just couldn't understand <laughs> And once again, why I think toys went downhill by the end of 2000s is because of another toy called Bakugan Battle Brawlers. I feel like I pronounced that wrong. The commercials <laughs> always came up, especially on YTV, because there was also like an anime show at the same time. And I remember thinking like, God, I don't I don't care for this Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon thing. Like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> what I actually care about is for real friends. Oh, uh, my, fr- my uh, younger cousin had a for real friends. And... 
I don't know why, but, like, I kind of found it a little creepy. Okay, honestly, yeah, it is kind of creepy because, like, it's listening to your voice and does stuff, like, in response to it. But it was, like, but it was a cool toy at the same time. It was, like, having a real pet. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the perfect substitute for, like, the real thing. Like, the child has a dog and the parents don't have to deal with any responsibility looking over or looking after another living thing it's one of those toys i wish i had because i was really obsessed with dogs at the time and it would have been perfect but Mm -hmm. i guess i was too old too late (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling you these marketing companies just know how to like hypnotize kids into buying their toys okay so all the toys we talked about were award winners or bestsellers but we gotta talk about those ones that didn't get recognition because they were weird (laughs) or like i don't know they just didn't make the cut or they just got useless after a few tries I have a list of them. The Eye Dog, Aqua Dots, Silly Bands, <laughs> Mini Finger Skateboard Things, and especially Mighty Beans. I never understood those, but yeah. <laughs> do you remember when McDonald's gave out Eye Dogs in their Happy Meals? Yeah, I do. But like, I, was it the same? Like, did it do the same things as the regular store bought one? No, it. I think it just lit, like lit up. It didn't do like half the thing. That and like its ears would move, but that's it. I don't think it did anything that like the actual Eye Dog. Would do. Yeah, because the iDog was like, you would like plug in your iPod or something, right? And it would play yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. And this one, and the McDonald's one didn't do that, right? No, it was just like, you just push a button and it's like, the f- face would light up Starts and the ears would move or something like that. It's basically like a, a cheaper version of <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> of the real thing. <laughs> but like, honestly, I feel like all of these toys, like it was just a phase that you went through and you only wanted them because the commercials and the kids in them made the toys look like they were so much fun and entertaining. Exactly. But then like... Once you have them and you play for them for, like, a week, you're like, okay, why did I want these again? It's so true. Like, a lot of commercials, I'm just, like, looking back at these, I'm like, these kids, like, they're trying to trick us. Like, we kids, too. Like, <laughs> why are you lying? It was <laughs> not fun. Why are you in right? this commercial and acting like it's fun? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, especially the Mighty Beans commercial. Like, they're having oh a blast. Oh, my God. But like, it's like, it doesn't what do you do with those? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's so pointless. But, like, okay. There are some good toys here we talked about, okay, from the mm-hmm. 2000s. We're not hating on all of them. But if there was something you'd like to bring back today, like you'd buy it for yourself, or like something you'd want to show to your future children, what, what would those toys be? I mean, definitely be bringing back the Barbies because I still have all of them. And like even the collectible ones that my mom wouldn't let me open or play with. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think I'd buy an old school easy bake oven just to see what the cakes taste like even if i'm an adult and i can bake a cake in real life in an oven but like that's not as exciting r.i.p to your stomach though like i feel like you're gonna get food poisoning if you eat that crap but like let me know how that goes probably (laughs) but like something i'd buy for myself today I'd probably want a Pixel Chicks because I honestly don't remember what she was doing in the house. Like, I don't even see the point of that toy, but I liked it a lot for some reason. Mm-hmm. And for my kids, I'd probably buy them a cotton candy machine. <laughs> oh, you have to. I feel like it's something that it has to be done now. <laughs> probably. But, like, for, but realistically, I'd probably get them, like, an outdoor toy, like the ripstick or the scooter. You know, keep them active. Yeah, for sure. Or, like, even give them your scooter since you still have it. That's true. I could. Watch them get injured and fall and laugh. <laughs> As long as you're wearing a helmet, it's all good. But until then, thank you for dialing in to the Flip Phone Podcast. You want to know, Flip Phoners, did you own any of the toys you mentioned? Did I trash talk the toy you liked? God help you if you actually like Mighty Beans, though. <laughs> Send us your thoughts on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look up the Flip Phone Podcast. 
For the next episode, we're continuing our tech talk with some of these iconic gadgets and toys from the 90s, like the Tamagotchi. I still have my Tamagotchi. I put batteries in it a while back, but I left it on pause because I just realized how freaking needy this pet is. (laughs) It always has to eat a snack and poop, and it's constantly beeping all the time for these things. No wonder they banned it at schools. It's so distracting. They were so needy, but so addictive. And remember, you can listen and re-listen to us on many platforms, guys, like SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to those if you haven't already so you can dial in Fridays. Until next time, flip phoners, bye-bye. Bye.